come on in. Come on. <laughs> come on. In. Welcome, welcome. The slow road to better. Why do we do the slow road to better? Well, we've been lucky where we can talk about it to our our friends, people here at the Stroke Comeback Center, but now then we can tell more people across the world to learn about it. What is the it that we're talking about? Aphasia. Stroke yeah. survivors. Mm-hmm. TBI people. Life moves on. Inspiration. Help listeners. That our inspiration of a bridge of hope. I love it. Trying to help each other a lifeline. Part of it also is we started doing it. It's not because we just wanted to tell everyone to see what happened to us. But also we wanted to get better talking ourselves oh, with the phaser. Sure. And we wanted to one day, it's not going to... Phase is not leaving it, but we'd like to crush it a little bit. Let's listen in. Listen in. How is everybody? And what's on everybody's mind today? Uh, my elevator is broken. Elevator? Wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but I was in it last night. And it totally shut off. Wait a minute. Why aren't you walking up and down the steps? I usually do during the day and at night. I'm just. Okay. For the listeners, um, Pat is making a gesture like perhaps um, Christmas drinking. Beers. I'm not going to say what the word is. I think it's beer. What are you talking about? (laughs) Anyway. You need to get uh, in the elevator. No, so it shut off and everything did you have have to call 911 no i am the 911 how'd you get out i pressed the key little door and then got out were you worried when you like living by your yourself because like my parents won't let me for a year after the seizure and whatnot. Like it's, it's hard not to have a not have alone. But alone <laughs> now it's in my head. So, <laughs> so I lived either with a roommate or someone, or my parents for well almost a year at the hospital, and then like two and a half years at my parents' house. And then two years living with at least one or two um, people at my house. And so, like, yes, five or six years, I was 100% someone there. Maybe Got you. six. And so there's a That's lot hard. of stuff <laughs> that, you know, Four years ago, I had no idea how to do it. And now I've learned to, A, ask for help, which I hate because I just, I know. Or figured it out by negotiating or learning how to do it. 
And so it's really difficult, you know, four or five years or even now, like I have stuff that I can't do. Right. And I, 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 I hate that I say I can't do, but it's difficult for have a good arm and then a kind of bad arm, you know, and it's, or just a lot of information stored in my brain um, that I've lost and then I regain, but it's not the same. Hey, Ashley, um, I had, uh, I was very lucky because Every time I had a seizure, my wife was with me. Gotcha. So I cannot believe that the first year you were there and you're living by yourself and started having seizures. That is, so that I'm is worried about good. that. What's that? I'm kind so of worried sure. about that. Yeah, I was in Florida. So I was like, I was only in like a the hospital for like a month and a half. And then I went to my parents' house because everything was rented as it is. So I couldn't, but there was no way I could do anything by myself. Like even going, going upstairs was difficult. And it wasn't like I was gonna fall over, but I could have, like if my balance was all off and things like that, yeah. but other, I couldn't, I couldn't speak. Like I got arrested by, and I'm still on probation because I wasn't able to speak. So, there's a lot of things that like came with this. I, I don't want to be in that situation again, but on the same, I feel like I've progressed so much that I'm kind of like there are other issues now that are like <laughs> I'm 36 and I want to be able to go out whenever I want to go out, like, cause they're always worried. So it's just, a. I also want to respect my parents and be, there's, because I love them and they've done everything for me for this I, for this but like my apartment is like five minutes away <laughs> and it's right there <laughs> that's how I am with my driving and my wife agreeing to drive with me and let me drive a little bit and getting back to it to where I was yeah or at least partially to where I was eating drinking a lot of shit that did before that I had no idea how to do it. And then I've learned, you know, to adaptive equipment or adaptive brain. And it's a lot of tricky things, but sooner or later it will work out. And, and it's not today, it's, Probably not tomorrow, but. But the issue that I hear, actually, Aisha saying is, I want some of my independence back. Right. Yeah, of course. And that the people who love me, which are, there are worse things in life, right, than having people who love you, are worried about you. And yeah. because they, they worry about you, and they're trying to keep you safe, you also That's feel so like you're getting smothered. And it's also that I don't do certain things. Like I, I used to cook and clean and do all that, but like, I don't have to be, 
like I can be cares cared cared by like and all that my mom's doing it for my dad and so like I just I'm like the little tail <laughs> like, so yeah I, got, I want some something to food I really like it and I've gotten used to it now what you, you know? what I have to do because I, I can't even cook worth a dang but I <laughs> before the accident no never <laughs> all right so you, but that's every, normal, every once right? in a while I you know I tell my wife my my nephew I'm just like all right I'll make it I'll make and just have to get out of the way and so then you know i make dinner i don't know if it's good but <laughs> then at least because usually what they have to do the dishes after after absolutely but usually i do the dishes like every every night and they make the food and then I do, I do the dishes but that's fair yeah but i think it's really hard because like after they make dinner there's just stuff all over the place so it takes me like an hour to clean the, the dish i try to help out my wife as much as possible but it just doesn't seem enough for her <laughs> <laughs> like, uh before i alone you know i alone to my apartment but before i was working so hard then I just working and working and working but now uh, Regina and I are living together uh, but Regina and I friends and friends and sister and she is caregiver but she is friends i i am happy and still um not congratulate uh um g r a t e f grateful i do that too <laughs> yeah grateful like i i am in Hong Kong, like a, a old sister in Hong Kong, and the daddy was in China. Uh, uh, my mom's uh, passed away. That I I am still alone, like in U.S. But Regina is grateful to my present, you know. You know you can be grateful for all Everything. the things that all the people have done for you and but still at the same time yep. hate asking for help, being annoyed that there are things you can't do and want more independence. You know, those things can coexist. Yep. Things are bad too because of COVID. People are so much closer together all the time now. Kind of adds to it. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's, I don't know if funny is the right word, but it's just so, like, for me personally, I don't, I mean, I think that Corona is terrible, but for me personally, I, I, I've just been sitting here for like three years. So it's kind of <laughs> like, like, 
I don't really get out and go do stuff because I just like, why do I want to go to the grocery store? It, it, it's just not enjoyable, like getting run over and all this stuff, you know? And so I was doing that before the, the, the uh, Corona started and everything. And now my wife pretty much does not let me go. <laughs> I can only take Wilson out and go walking. You know, she doesn't let me go because of the whole, um, uh, for me, I have a, medicine i have for epilepsy so she's just like let's if you're gonna get sick then and you get, you might get bad really bad because i so we talked to a, a epilepsy doctor and uh walter walter sorry walter reed last year and i talked to him on the phone for like 10 minutes and he's like i gotta go i gotta go downstairs this one girl was 19 years old and she had uh she had a corona and she has epilepsy and he was, he didn't say it but he's like i don't think she's making it <laughs> i was like okay i guess so i'll stay, stay home and stay home and stay safe i'll stay in the house so i think um aisha asked this too but i haven't heard anybody actually answer this has anyone been afraid when they're by themselves or so all of our listeners you can't really see this but everybody's head is going no like no i am not afraid when i am by myself i guess the easiest i could people could understand without i uh i pretty much just take away take off all my clothes and just wander around the house for me shut up (laughs) it's it is delicious are you saying you enjoy being by yourself pat yes so back in the day yeah i was afraid even if it's only an hour or two i was nervous because the carpet or some thing you know falling or stuff like that is a, a concern or let's say a oops about cooking and I caught or catch a fire or whatever. I can't talk Well, it. This is five years ago, but I couldn't talk to 911. And so like, yeah, it's concerning. Now I've been injured nine years, basically. And now I can at least talk to 911 or whatever. And then like even the elevator guy called me back 10 minutes later and said, I don't know where you live but we don't have any uh, DeCoverly. I'm like, or de- whatever he said. I'm like, no, this is where I live, not the other. And so like, that's, I thought I said DeCoverly, but obviously I didn't. So, so even now you have some communication issues. Absolutely. That's a phase. So, well, yeah, or just 
thing and you meant the other thing. Right. So like that's but a for the but for the listeners, there are, you know, improvements in technology now where you can have messages recorded, right? Yep. There's ways around some of that so that you can give out your personal information if you right. need to in an emergency. Yeah. All right. Anybody else ever have concerns about being alone? Mine's the opposite. Like before, I never wanted to be alone. I always wanted to have someone with me if I was traveling, whatever, doing whether it be something from a coworker or my wife or a kid. But now, just to prove that I'm able to, I'd like to do some stuff alone. It's kind of changed from how it used to be, which is hard for some of those people to accept. Pick me up. Come pick me up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you shook your head immediately. You're never, you're, you're not afraid. Are you ever alone? Does Regina ever go out without you? No. And uh, Regina and I are friends and sister. And we should go together. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> well, I would say friends are definitely different than spouses and parents for sure. You know, Carrie, there are probably times when Regina, has Regina ever said to you, no, Kitty, you can't do that? Or no, Kitty, that's not uh, safe? Like, uh, uh, like, for example, I said that, oh, uh, uh, ex-boyfriend ex and I are going to the dinner. And she said, okay. And, and uh, for example, uh, Andrew and I, are going to a dinner together and Regina, okay. Does, does Regina know Andrew though? Uh, yes, yes, she is. Do you think Regina would say the same thing if some random dude you met on Facebook was gonna show up at your house For and me, take you out? You know, like, <laughs> Chris. Right, that's, that's scary. <laughs> okay, call 911. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> and call, Regina, help me. And then uh, police uh, grab, help me, please. I mean, I'm asking you seriously. <laughs> dating is a big issue. I mean, dating is an issue for people, for dads trying to let, to decide if they're gonna let their daughters out with, and their sons, vice versa, with people you don't know, and then put in a face. Yeah, they'll be like, it's looking out the window when a guy is, going on a date it's like um he's in high school <laughs> like everyone's like that's just it's hard <laughs> it's you have like digressed from 36 back to maybe not even 16 because i had a car so <laughs> <laughs> i i i said regina okay 911 <laughs> and then call regina and said that uh, I I was seizure, call Regina. So you guys talked about a plan, like what would happen if, so you had a plan, okay. Yes, I, I, I have a plan. So if you're out without Regina. Yes. Got it, okay. I think, that's, uh, I think that's a really good idea, you know, for anything, mm -hmm. you just figure around and you're not like, cause I've been with, with my wife, Patty every day almost and 
when everything something happened to me like she was always there like like when i fell down like she was right there um if i had a seizure when he way back when she was there like she was actually right there <laughs> like next to me so that wasn't good just like you know i got i was just one of those people that she was my wife and so she was there the whole time so she actually helped was helping me a lot I, like i've had the um what is it called i've had a new um what is it called the person comes over to the house and then like we can like go do stuff and then uh that's sort of the end mental mental, a mentor mentor yeah and um like so we haven't had one in like a year or something so we're having one and i was thinking like i should because they just had a uh um a couple months ago up in uh, um, kansas is that the one that's right by tennessee and virginia (laughs) so they they're actually from the epilepsy uh foundation they had a uh, class you could you could learn more about epilepsy and then you have to take a test for it and everything so i was like you know what i should have this uh mentor guy should take the test also so more people know about it pat you know you could have him listen to our epilepsy podcast so pat uh, and this is not a dig or whatever but you have a wife um you know like and thank god that your wife was there when seizures or whatever but three people in this podcast don't have a significant other and a lot rides on that person that let's say i wouldn't or i didn't drive well i don't have any significant other and so i have to get around obviously and so like it's different what about all the people who have significant others who go to work every day remember before covid when people got up in the morning and took showers and left house and went to work and they stayed there all day until like five o'clock and then they came home um you know that's not just having a spouse I mean Pat was in the luxurious position of having a spouse who was around but I was just that way like I have a spouse but I was working all day but days when I was home and if I needed to be picked up from the metro from a bus station I always had an option. Like Chris is pointing out, it's always an option, a very committed, very devoted option that some people don't even have. So whether you're working all day, but then you need something at night, or you're able to have something all day, it's still a great option to have. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't don't ever think I'm I'm better than anybody or this is is great. But my thing is for me is, 
I was pretty much dead when I was in Iraq. I was pretty much dead. And what everything they did was going on since then. I was 13 years ago. I have number one is so easy. I'm alive and I'm so excited day to day. And then after that, it's kind of after that, whatever. So I'm just happy for me. <laughs> I understand like you're saying, because, you know, I was married, you know, and my wife decided like right away, she was like, I want to put my husband back to, to, together, you know, and I, I can understand like people that had the uh, TBI or stroke and everything that weren't married, like how it's very frustrated, you know, and my wife really saved me because I, I took almost three years to even understand what was going on. I thought I was going back in the army and I didn't understand like anything what was going on, you know, so. You know, the other thing you guys haven't even commented on is, so right, having a spouse is at least in theory helpful. There are so many people, one, who don't have a significant other or two, you know, not all significant others are created equal. Marriage and the divorce rates are in a, in a relationship where someone has not had a stroke or head injury, the divorce rates are high. The divorce rates for people in relationships where someone's had a stroke or brain injury are even higher. So a lot of people end up working on their recovery in the midst of a divorce. I'm glad I got out of the guy. Like I, it was so much better because I realized what was so bad in that relationship. So it, it helped me get out of it. And I know like I never wanted a brain injury, but maybe I could have found it out in a different, better way. But like, I, it's almost like a blessing that that was over because it was four years of my life and it was going away just to keep, and he was, he was 66, you guys, 66 years old. <laughs> and it was, it was That's just a bad, your bad. age plus, or like the 30 and, oh my God. Yeah. I was waiting for y'all to do that math. So that's almost doubled up. <laughs> it is. Not quite. So that relationship ended? Yeah, because he's, he was down in Florida. And really during all the treatment, he wasn't there for me at all. So he he just, it was basically like to hang out with me once a week, every, every you know, every weekend or like every two weeks. And like, Did you say your boyfriend was 66? Yeah. That sounds like an episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> and the guy has a stroke. <laughs> And but went on the other side. Right? Except it was the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> right. Relationships are just hard. And then on top of having this, it just makes it that much harder. Did your parents know that you were dating this guy? Oh, they, yeah. Did they like oh, yeah. him? I mean, at the, the beginning, like we, I was in Florida and that's how I met him. I was like chasing after him. It was awful because he was like, I was too old. Or, You're too young. But I just, I couldn't get out of it. And then when my parents told me, like, as long as he's treating you well, and you have to figure this out in your own life, like, so they let me make my own choices. And they said, I was taking you, <laughs> like, I, I had told you again and again, but I wouldn't listen. 
every time that I would say, no, he's a great guy. It just, it's more fuel for me to say, no, I, I've had the best thing. This is the best thing for me. <laughs> it was just a bad relationship. I thought that I was talking to about my therapist. <laughs> Things. Hopefully it works out. Think somehow it works out. Right. Yeah, for sure. Who knows where, where I would end up. Life can unravel fast, can it? <laughs> Absolutely. I appreciate everybody's honesty. Somebody asked if we had room for another person in podcast. And I said, sure. But have you talked to them about being willing to kind of put their life out there in, you know, to the interwebs? Because we have a lot of honest conversations and I haven't heard back. So the answer is probably no. Right. Um, because it takes brave people to be honest. All right. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think we're going to wrap it up on this episode of The Slow, Slow Road to better. better. Our lawyers made us say this. Disclaimers. What about disclaimers? Your opinion, the group opinion is not valid. Well, it is, but it's valid, but I'm having a disclaimer so that we don't get in trouble. Yes. Doctors. Doctors. Who's doctor? There's. Um, they. They. Their doctor. Yes. All right. Yes. So if people hear something on this podcast, you should ask your doctor. Doctor. Amen. <laughs>